Hello, it's episode seven of How Not to Date at 28. You're joining us from another lockdown, lockdown three. Unless you're listening to this way in the future or from another country that isn't as doomed as the UK, um, then I'm very jealous of you. But if not, if you're here in lockdown with me, then man, is it going on forever? I hope you're all okay. It's not been fun, this one, has it? It's really dragging. So I hope everyone's all right. I hope this brings a bit of cheer to your uh, monotonous days. I feel like everything just feels the same at the moment, doesn't it? It feels like there's nothing to look forward to. And I just keep dreaming of summer and all the good stuff when we can all see each other again. So yeah, hang in there. And here's another episode of Pure Embarrassment and hopefully some laughs. So this week, or actually the last couple of weeks, the weirdest thing has been happening. You know, in one of the episodes, I was talking about having this window above my bed in my bedroom that I could climb out onto. And then there's like this roof outside where I sunbathe. So the last couple of weeks, there's been some sort of noise coming from the roof at like 4am or like five or six. At different points in the morning, there's like a little like snuffling noise is what I call it a little snuffling of like an animal and at first I was like it's it's definitely a bird like building a nest I was trying to make this really nice image in my head of what it could be and I've kind of come to the conclusion I think it's like a rat there's a there's a fucking rat (laughs) somewhere and I don't know if it's on the roof anymore the only way to describe it is that there's like a like that and sorry if that wasn't pleasant for your ears, but that, that's the noise I'm hearing. And it sounds like it's behind my bed and it's not. It's not in my room. I've checked. Trust me, I've checked. It's not there. But it's like now in the wall. I don't know why I'm telling you this because it's obviously disgusting. But honestly, the amount of times that it's crossed my mind in the last few weeks that I need to move house is um, obscene. But like, what do you do in that situation? Because you can't get pest control out when you don't even know what the pest is. I don't know what it is. It could be anything. So I've named it the snuffle pig because all I can hear is the snuffling and snuffle pig soothes me much more than the idea of like a a mouse or a rat or something. So it'll be like 6am. I'm in my room. It's all dark and I hear the snuffling and I'm like, morning snuffle pig. (laughs) the fucking snuffle pigs awake so yeah so that's been my last couple of weeks so if anyone was worried that I was going to die alone fear not I've got the snuffle pig and also it reminded me of a story from when I was 16 so today's episode is going to be all about childhood funny things I think that's the plan, unless I go off on loads of tangents about snuffle pigs again. But that's generally the idea today. So I'm going to start off. First story is from when I was six. We had a real obsession with building dens. I'm sure we all did when we were kids. I don't know what city kids do, but us back on the farm, we made many a den. And I'm talking things out of like, we had one den called Holly Hedge House, which was basically we hollowed out the inside of a holly tree or a holly bush. And uh, that was the den. It was very prickly. (laughs) But that's the kind of level of den I'm talking here. So yeah, Holly Hedge House was a firm favourite. But we also had dens where it was like, inside some trees and then we'd just build these roofs out of like branches and stuff and we'd just be building roofs for days 
Like the roof would be finished and we'd be like, well, we've got to build another roof. We must have destroyed like the farmer's trees and woodland and stuff from just like building all these random roofs everywhere to like make into a den. Honestly, it was so bizarre. We'd be like in the fields for hours and days. And I swear like our parents just, they wouldn't even ask where we were off to. We would pack a rucksack full of like a flask of hot chocolate or tea or something. And we'd take some snacks and we'd take the dogs and we'd just leave for like a whole day and we would just build dens all day and it was just so fun. We'd get chased by cows, we'd get told off by farmers. We didn't care, we had the best time. But the best den we ever made, the piece de la resistance. Is that how you say that? I don't know, whatever. The best fucking den. (laughs) The best den we made was, I mean, it doubled up as a veterinary clinic. Yeah. Not not an actual veterinary clinic, no, no. Me and my sister, and whichever friends were around to play that day, converted a stable block at the front of our house into a vet's. So, um, yeah, we, we basically, we had all kinds of random shit in there. We tried to hatch an egg from one of the chickens. Bearing in mind, we didn't have a cockerel and we didn't have an incubator. So we literally had taken a lamp from my dad's office and we tried to hatch some eggs under a lamp. And I think in like some polystyrene or something to keep it warm. So we were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've got to keep it warm. Needless to say, none of those eggs ever hatched. <laughs> Just a waste of some perfectly good eggs there. And we also had an old wardrobe, which we turned into a bird cage um, because one of the cats brought in a bird once. But unfortunately, the bird died. R.I.P. Pretty traumatic time. Our, Our veterinary careers didn't really take off and it was just absolutely baffling to us because we did everything we could. We collected toads. We had snails. We used to mark the snails' shells in case they ran off. And then we'd go and find them again and mum's vegetables and we'd bring them back. So that was the veterinary clinic. It also doubled up as where dad kept his really expensive boat paint. I know that sounds fancy. Dad had a boat that he shared with a friend and he had this orange paint that was only for the boat and we weren't to dare touch it. So naturally, we painted the whole stable in the orange boat paint. (laughs) And also, I haven't even told you the best part, the name of the den. So I was six at the time and my sister was nine. So naturally, we named the den 69. So we used the boat paint to write the name of our den on the door. So we painted this giant orange 69 on the front of this stable door, which is at the entrance of our house. So like anyone driving up would see this stable door with 69 on the front. And my parents said they had a real laugh about that, to be honest. And um, yeah, we used to always be like, bye mum, bye dad, we're going to play in 69 today. Or like at school, if they're like, what did you do this weekend? Oh, we just played in 69 alert NSPCC right now. These children are too young. What a den. Don't you wish you had a 69 as a child? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) So inappropriate. Um, But yeah, I regret nothing. It was a great den. Fond memories of 69. And if we're being totally honest, probably the best 69 I've ever had. Needless to say, I did not have time for boys as a child. I was very busy working on my veterinary career. and my den building career. So it wasn't until kind of year eight, you'd have a boyfriend for like a week at a time. And I went out with this boy for one week. (laughs) One week, longest relationship, guys. (laughs) Don't worry about it. So I went out with this boy for a week and 
in that time, I remember him and all his friends would come to my tutor room and he was the year above as well. So it's like really cool. He would come to our tutor room at lunchtime. And I remember his friends timing how long we could snog for. How gross is that? So gross. And I, I remember it so clearly. I think it haunts me a little bit. I don't think I wanted a relationship for a long time after that. I was pretty single all through secondary school. I was like, if this is what relationships are, I don't want it. Count me out. And it wasn't until I was about 16 and I finished school that boys finally became interesting again. And uh, just in time for the most epic family holiday ever. So as I mentioned, my dad sails. My mum and dad used to sail together, actually. And we used to go as a family. We'd go on these family sailing holidays. And this one year, I'm 16, my sister's 19. And we go on something called a flotilla. So it's basically where you've got, it can be up to like 10 boats. I guess it could be more. But I think there was like eight or 10 boats in uh, in this group that we go on. And you all sailed together. So we arranged it with some family friends. So I think there was like four four boats that had family friends. And then the other boats are people that we don't know. And it was so messy. I think probably the first time I ever got properly drunk as well. I don't know what you're thinking, like 16, that's a bit late. But I'm talking so drunk that I'm like projectile vomiting into the sea and the fish are eating it drunk. Like that's how drunk I was and I was drinking like southern comfort and lemonade and I thought I was so cool and I can't drink that anymore it's ruined it for me for life southern comfort lime and lemonade was like my go-to and I thought it was the coolest drink and now I can never drink it again because I threw it up so many times off the edge of like harbors and stuff and then I would just see the fish eating it and I'd be like cool anyway so we're on this holiday it's loads of kids and by kids I mean like pubescent teenagers is that the right word pubescent what a great word anyway um so it's like from about age 14 up to maybe like 21 so there's these two boys in one of the families and they've both brought friends one of the friends must be like 19 or 20 and me as a 16 year old I'm like oh my god fancy me and uh I'd follow him around like a bad smell (laughs) until he falls in love with me but he doesn't fall in love with me he just wants to have sex with me and I'm like oh he loves me he doesn't and I didn't want to have sex with him and I'd also been told explicitly by both my mother and the other mums and everyone not to have sex with him and I was like I won't and I actually didn't I'm very proud of myself for that anyway so we're on this holiday and we basically go out every single night I've never drank so much in my whole life to this day, actually. I peaked at 16. That's quite shocking, isn't it? This holiday was in Greece, by the way. Didn't I mention that? So we're in Greece and we're sailing around all these islands, which are absolutely stunning. Like, it's a proper awesome holiday in terms of like, I had a stunning tan. I think I was still in my really bad acne phase. So that was cute. But I had a tan, so that kind of helped. But has everyone else got acne at the moment? I feel like everyone I talk to has got bad skin and isn't sleeping well. It's so shit. Like, If you are, let me know. If you're struggling to sleep and you're struggling with your skin, I swear to God, everyone is. Everyone I speak to, sorry, little tangent there, but I just thought of that. Like everyone I speak to has said they're getting really bad spots at the moment. So just know 
you're not alone and everyone's sleeping really badly so just a little tangent about that (laughs) whilst I remembered so we're on the sailing holiday we go out every night we there's one there's one night where we all go like skinny dipping in this in this harbour off this tiny tiny little island like the locals must have thought we were fucking crazy they must have been like who are these people there's it's like families it's not even like leds on tour what's going on so we've been out I want to say every night of this holiday and I've snogged everyone like mostly this one boy who I wasn't meant to be getting with because he's like 20 and friends with the family friends and they were like don't get with him I think I actually I don't think I snogged everyone I was just like dancing with all of the people because I was like oh my god my boobs finally came in I am and my bum actually my boobs and bum finally came in and I was like look at me boys I'm a woman now (laughs) and I was loving it then the final couple of days of the holiday um some of the power goes on our boat and we're like that's weird like what's happened like everything just cut out and so when we get back to this like bigger island um we get it checked out and basically it turns out there's a rat on board our boat that has chewed through the cables how grim is that i'm so sorry if you're listening to this episode and you don't like rats because it's a very ratty podcast today so basically we can't find where this rat is but it's here it's on the boat somewhere my mum sees it she like opens up it is a bed but underneath it is like storage or the engine or something anyway my mum is like looking for this rat or we're all looking for the rat I don't I don't think I was looking for the rat but anyway everyone else is looking for the rat and my mum lifts up her bed and the rat is under there just made a nice little nest for itself so it's confirmed that there's a rat on the boat and we're like abandoned ship we're going to stay at a hotel so we all pack our bags but we're all going to go for dinner first so we leave our bags packed and then we're like we'll go for dinner and then we'll come back and get the bags and then we'll go to the hotel but naturally we go for dinner then we have drinks and then we go out for more drinks and mum and dad are like okay well we've got to fly home tomorrow so we're going to go back to the hotel go and grab your bags and then meet us at the hotel and we're like yeah yeah we'll meet you at the hotel but we never go to the hotel. <laughs> I don't know where my sister went, actually. Maybe to stay with one of the other guys. Uh, not guys. <laughs> Probably guys, actually. She just went to stay with one of the other families on the other boats. And I went back to the rat boat in my drunken 16-year-old state with the boy I wasn't meant to be getting with. Me and him head back to the rat boat. I don't sleep with him. I would just like to say I never slept with the boy. We snogged a lot and he was adamant we were going to sleep together and I was like no no I don't know why I was so adamant not to because I was fully in love with him not in love but you know like 16 year old love where you're like obsessed with someone um but yeah didn't but because it was like super hot we were sleeping like in our underwear so we've been like making out and then falling asleep I think I was just in pants and he was like in his boxes And we've slept with the doors and windows open because, you know, it's a boat. It gets so, so hot. So we just wanted a bit of air. So it didn't even cross my mind that anyone might even come onto the rat infested boat. So imagine my surprise when I wake up in the morning and my dad is just there. He's just there and he sees me and I see him. And then he leaves and we never speak of it again. (laughs) Thank God. But to him, it must have looked like me and this guy had like shacked up. But we actually didn't. Dad, if you're listening, I really hope you're not listening. But if you're listening, 
we didn't actually do anything. So, yeah. Just, we did snog there a lot. So, yeah, that happened. Anyway, so, yeah, moral of the story. If there's a rat, get the fuck out of there. (laughs) Don't go back because bad things will happen. Never saw the rat, though. I actually never saw it. So, it's a myth. It's just the snuffle pig, you know. I haven't heard the snuffle pig here for a couple of days now. So, I'm pretty hopeful that it's gone. Um, yeah, that's kind of all the stories for this week. I'm really uninspired. I'm so sorry. I actually have another rat story, but I'm going to save it for another episode because it kind of ties in nicely with some other stuff that I want to talk about and some other really awful stories. So, um, yeah, I'm going to save that little treat for you. And uh, I feel like there's only so much rat content you can include in one podcast, right? (laughs) No? Um, So, yeah, that's kind of it for today. Me and the snuffle pig are out of stories, unfortunately, because absolutely nothing's happening. Uh, I've got three episodes left of this series. I'm thinking series one, 10 episodes of just my stories, and then series two, 10 episodes of other people's stories having guests on. So if you're listening to this and you would like to be a guest or you have some great stories that you would like to send me, that would be great. Have you ever found a hairball in your bum? Has has your dad ever walked in on you in a rat infested boat whilst you've been in bed with someone? Have you ever burped on a first date and the guys heard it and then snogged you? Or, you know, any of the things like a snot ever fallen out of your face? You know, that kind of thing. That's the kind of content I'm after. (laughs) But not those exact things, because those are the things that have happened to me. And quite frankly, I hope have never happened to any of you. I hope this episode has brought you a tiny twinkle of joy. And if it hasn't, I can only apologise. I tried my absolute best. Um, it's been it's been the weirdest of weeks. Hopefully we'll get another podcast episode to you soon. But in the meantime, look after yourself. Keep yourself busy somehow. Message me with any funny stories and I shall message you back with equally ridiculous things. And hopefully we'll all get through this together. Don't forget to leave a rating and a review and share with anyone who you think might like this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. She's failing